Welcome back to the Red Dice Diaries. I'm your host, John, and in today's voicemail response episode, we're going to be answering some voicemails about our recent battle cries and old books episodes. Cue the music. So first up, we have a longtime friend of the show, Jason of Nerds RPG Variety Cast, who wants to talk to us about the Battle Cries episode. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, John. Jason here. Really enjoyed your Battle Cry and Battle Speeches episode. I think that's some great tips for people just to come up with one, you know, on the spot. And like you say, it doesn't have to be perfect, but the key is that you're, you know, engaging that and in character and doing your thing. And yeah, I think that kind of thing adds a lot to the game, so... Thank you for that episode. Really appreciate what you're doing and the, the amount of content you're putting out there. So keep it up. Take take care of yourself, and I'll talk to you soon. Thanks very much, Jason. Glad you're enjoying the episodes. And yeah, I think you're exactly right. I mean, no one's expecting you to rock up to a game and be the best sort of soliloquizer or speech giver in the world. But I think most people, you know, if you put a bit of effort in and a bit of sort of uh, emotion and try, you're obviously trying to add something to the game. I think most people will go with it. So after all, we're all there to have fun at the end of the day. And next up, we have another call about Battle Cries from Ron Frazier. Take it away, Ron. Really appreciated your episode about Battle Cries. Um, I'm definitely taking notes and will incorporate that in my One Ring campaign that I'm currently running as I have an opportunity coming up here with a small battle. Um, secondly, about your your um, RPG Writer's Block episode, one of the things I do, aside from listening to inspiring music and trying to consume inspiring media like, media like uh, movies and TV shows, I also use some of the solo RPG tools that I have at my fingertips, like the uh, Mythic tables or the um, Oracle tables from Iron Sworn. Something just to, to uh, shake up my, my brain and just inspire some creative thought. Thanks. Thanks, Ron. Much appreciated. Yeah, I've often heard people lauding various uh, solo games and the sort of GMing tools you can use for that. I've got to admit, it's something I'm woefully ignorant about at the moment, although I've spoken to a few people a little bit about it, and it's something I'm going to have to delve into in a little more detail, since anything that can give you extra ideas and inspiration is, as you said, rightly a good thing. I'm glad you enjoyed the episode, dude, and I hope to hear about some excellent battle cries in your forthcoming game. And we're going to round off this episode with some call-ins from Jason talking about our recent Allure of Old Books episode. Go ahead, Jason. Hey, John. Jason here. Old books are a dangerous topic. I've got all kinds of old books, both non-fiction books, fiction books, RPG books, you name it. We, we, we won't... Let's stick to the RPG books, because that's what your podcast is about. You, you know, everything from the Arduin Trilogy to... I, I don't know. I've got a bunch of old stuff. Um, I, I tend to be a completionist. So, you, you know, if I grab onto a line, I want to collect it all. And I, and I get oddball things. So I've got, like, the West End Games Masterbook series. I have, like, everything for Tales from the Crypt, everything for Necroscope. You know, um, I've got a bunch of those other games. I've got, I've just got a bunch of weird stuff, and, and, and I tend to pick up w- weird games when I hear about them. Like I've got the twenty third letter and the power, 
which are like 90s games about psychic people running around. I, you know, I've, I've got like the Ghost Dog role-playing game. Off, is it was a Ghost Dog where Forrest Whitaker is like a samurai. Uh, I, I've got just all kinds of weird stuff. Um, it, you know, I'll hear about something. I'll be, oh, that sounds interesting, and I'll pick up a copy. And um, Yeah, I've got to admit, Jason, I'm a bit like that. You know, I'll hear about an interesting book. You get hold of a copy. Then you find out there's another, like, four books in that RPG series. And, you know, you want to pick them up and, like, get the complete set, so to speak. I think it's why one of the reasons why, even though my father and my um, younger brother are really into reading their fantasy fiction, and they love big, long-ass series like The Wheel of Time and stuff like that, I sort of, like, deliberately stay clear of long series. I tend to read just, like, single books or, like, books of short stories. And I think part of that is because if I did really get into these series, I'd be trying to buy up, like, every single book in them. And given that I already find it difficult not to buy all the roleplay books, I say I don't need to add a lot of non-roleplay series in there as well. Yeah. I mean, I haven't picked up copy of Scum and, Visit, Scum and Villainy because you talked about it. So I've got, which isn't an old book by any means, yeah, I do appreciate the irony of talking about, you know, like the, the allure of old books and trying to resist sort of buying loads of books when quite often I've introduced other people to the various books that I enjoy. But likewise, yourself and other people have done exactly the same to me and introduced me to books which I really love now. So Bob Aarons of Lemuria being one of them. So I think turnabout's fair play. But you. Yeah, I, I've got stuff going all the way back. Of course, I played Tunnels and Trolls and AD&D and all that stuff back in the day. You know, so I still have, like, Tunnels and Trolls and Monsters, Monsters and um, Mercenaries Eyes, Mercenaries Spies and Private Eyes, Boot Hill, Gamma World, um, Gangbusters, uh, The Morrow Project. I, I still have copies of all that stuff, you know, from back then. So, yeah, lo- lots of old stuff. And traffic is not moving. So, as far as this thought experiment goes, there are two games that are interesting in that respect. There's Mazes and Minotaurs, which is... Is it French-based? Anyway, you can get it in English. Um, the But Mazes and Minotaurs is a game that says, what happened if D&D went off of Greek mythology instead of the Western European mythology, right? The name sounds familiar to me. I think I've maybe looked at it before. But I do like me some ancient Greek mythology, so I'll definitely give that a look. Thanks very much for the recommendation, Jason. And it's really well done. There's a bunch of stuff out for it. It's all free. They're, they had their own website, and then there was a, it was on Drive Through RPG as well, all for free. And yeah, Maze of Minotaurs is really cool. Definitely worth checking out. It's actually a well done rule set. You could actually play, but it was all done kind of as a tongue-in-cheek kind of thing which is cool there are notes in there like oh and this year this happened and you know designer notes in there and stuff which is really cool another game is is a critical encounter i'm driving right now so i can't see but it was originally done by the guy that did rises john john s ross but then venger your buddy venger who's hated by many people um bought the rights to it and so he sells it now under his his company, I, I forget what it's called, but, you know, it puts out all the, the sexy adventures. So if you go to, to look under there, he has he sells it the same way it was written. But it's a mock-up, and it's what if, you, you know, it's it's like almost a tongue-in-cheek version of, of like, the original Lost science fiction game. And, and it's pretty, it's actually a really cool system that's w- worth looking at. I, I don't know how much it is. I don't think it's too much. 
Um, but yeah, anyway, I'll let you go. I've yammered on enough for today. Not at all, Jason. Always happy to get a call from you. You yammer away, dude. Okay, I do have one alibi. You mentioned the the mini AD&D rule books that they had put out. And when, when I first got back into gaming, and this is the early 2000s, and got my son into it, we joined a group here in Northern Virginia. And this is actually a group playing BX. But there was a guy there, and he's actually Scottish <laughs> over here in, in America. I don't know what he's doing over here, but... But he was over here, and he had this wooden box he had made, like like this wooden chest that he brought to the game, and he opens it up, and, and he had a complete set of those mini books, and, and he showed them to us. And I mean, those mini books are really cool, and I've often thought about trying to collect them, but they're really expensive, and like you say, not overly useful. But it's really cool, and, and he picked them up when they came out initially, you know. But those mini AD and D books are really really neat. So, anyhow. But see, I kept it under a minute. Yay me. <laughs> yeah, thanks, Jason. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about the, the D&D mini books. They were more of a novelty item than they were something you'd actually use at the table. But they're a cool little sort of curiosity, sort of a p- interest piece, so to speak. I mean, like you say, they're ridiculously expensive now if you try and acquire them. And it's not something I'd actively be seeking out. As I said in the episode... I've got the the Manual of the Planes, a little mini book, because my wife was kind enough to buy it for me. But the rest of my orange spine stuff is the the full-size version, because ironically they're cheaper to get hold of second-hand than the the mini books, even though the mini books are harder to read, but I presume less of them were made. But, like you say, it's still an interesting conversation piece, and that treasure chest your man made sounds very interesting indeed. So... All it remains for me to do this episode is to thank our callers. Very much appreciated. We love it when people call in. If you'd like to call in and be featured in a future episode, you can leave us a voicemail message either using SpeakPipe or Anchor. Link in the description down below. Or you can send us an email to rdrpgpodcast at gmail.com. Until we see you again, take care, stay safe, and whatever you're playing, have fun. 